Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. We got a lot to talk about today and we're going to be doing a little bit of uh, two episodes this week since we missed last week, couldn't get everybody together. Um, first off, I want to talk to you guys about Kevin Pierre-Lewis was caught with marijuana and had a couple other minor charges and likely to get some kind of suspension and you know, going into a contract situation with the Chiefs. What, what are your guys' thoughts on the whole situation? Has he ever been caught with that stuff before? I'm trying to I think. I don't remember hearing his I name around so. it. So I don't know if there'll be a suspension if it's first time kind of thing. I wouldn't think it'd be more than a game probably, but it's stupid. It's always stupid. Like, okay, I get it. I know pot should be legal. I think we probably all will agree it should be legal because it's nothing big. But it's not. And you're a millionaire. Like, seriously, dude, you can't stop smoking weed long enough to have a football career for 10 years. And if you can't, so you want to smoke it, do it at home. Don't have it in your car where if you get pulled over for a bad license plate like he did, you get caught with it. Be smart. It's not that hard. <laughs> so I, don't, I know he's a free agent, so I don't know how that will affect him. I know they liked him and wanted to bring him back, so I don't know. Just being pot, I'm sure it won't affect anything, and I'm sure he'll still be back, and who knows? Maybe it just saved us a few bucks. So, But I'd like people to not be that stupid for a change and just, you're billionaires. You have a huge mansion or a big house, one or the other. Keep it at home, man. Just keep it at home. Chris, you got any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, man. What? There's no reason why he shouldn't have that delivered right to his front doorstep. I mean, <laughs> he shouldn't be... There's there's no reason for him to be driving around with this stuff. Listen, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Britt. Uh, I mean, it should be legal, but it isn't, and that is the downfall of the uh, of the pot trend. Um, I think the most disturbing thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to be smart, man. I mean, he's got a lot more writing with his career than than. Uh, 
than many other people do. But he, what's he doing with the bad license plate? I can understand if I have a bad <laughs> license plate, but what's he doing with the bad license plate? Are you kidding me? It, listen, if I played in the NFL, I'd have people taking care of this stuff for me, and I'd have if I wanted to smoke pot, I'd have people coming to my doorstep. I'd never leave with it. I mean, you know, there's. But listen, this is the culture. I mean, these these NFL players come from all different types of walks of life. They come from all these different areas and all, all these different uh, upbringings. And sometimes they just skip that day when they teach this stuff, common sense, at school. Um, I mean, as far as what it does, I don't... Kansas City may may hold off on making him a... I don't, I'm not real comfortable saying the word priority, but, but giving him a contract right off the bat. But I think Kansas City will bring him back. It's, it's not like he... Uh, you know, this isn't a Ray Rice situation, and this isn't a Bam Moore situation either. You know, so I mean, it, it's a uh, <clears throat> it's a shame. I'm I'm sure he, hopefully, he thinks uh, he thinks he's dumb as well. And uh, you know, you're right. I mean, listen, as long as it's illegal, you got to mind your uh, p's and q's, and and that's just part of it. And um. I would think that if I'm an NFL player and I get arrested and it gets plastered all over ESPN and Sports Illustrated and everywhere else and 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 on the Bliss Package podcast that uh, <laughs> I, I would learn, you know, I would learn my lesson. I mean, that's 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 a pretty big punishment to have your name. Uh, I don't know about you two, but uh, I'm sure we've all broken the law at some point in time, whether we were caught or not. I've never done anything wrong. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't even speed. So it's just, you know, when I when I got in trouble back a long, long time ago, it, it didn't leave this little town that I live in, you know. And and so I would think that that when somebody like him makes a makes a mistake like this, that and it gets plastered everywhere, that it would that that's a that's a pretty big punishment. You know, any any fan of the NFL now knows that. Uh, you smoke a doobie from time to time, and that's not something that uh, you know socially is acceptable because it's illegal. Uh, and and until then, I mean, you gotta you gotta adult. Yeah, I don't I don't think that it'll be anything big. Uh, the only thing that really kind of made me wonder is just because it is a contract year for him, and I know they liked him. And I think they will bring him back in. Um, I, I doubt it'll be any huge suspension or anything like that. But, you know, you got to remember, Justin Houston fell to us in the third round because of, of pot, you know. And so it's it's really not that big a deal. It's bigger than it should be, you know, considering it's a, you know, against NFL policy and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't look too far into it but the other uh bit of news before we go into our major topics would be tony gonzalez finally getting put into the ring of honor what are you guys' thoughts there i mean we all knew it was coming at some point i think they were mainly just waiting for him to make sure he was actually going to stay retired but i mean he's got every record you can imagine and well gates he's gonna be in the the regular hall didn't he do what? 
Gates just beat him this last year in the touchdowns one, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he did. Well, Gates doesn't play for the Chiefs and never has. Well, right. It, it's, Are it, you sure? Because he scored a lot of touchdowns in Arrowhead. <laughs> yeah. But they don't Touché. win in Arrowhead. Touché. True. No, they don't. Uh, I'm, they don't even win in San Diego or Los Angeles. I'm, you know, I, I think it's a good deal. I think it'll be be a, a, a nice ceremony. Um, you know, I think we all. He's one of those guys that got away. That uh, I don't think anybody necessarily hated hated him for it. There, or if they did, I don't think it. I don't think it stayed around uh, too long. I, I think everybody got over it pretty quick. Uh, I know myself. I, di- I didn't. I didn't like <clears throat> like the fact that he left. But uh, but. Um, uh, still paid attention to his career, you know. I, I think uh, when you think of Tony Gonzalez uh, now, uh, or even ten years from now, you think of him as a Kansas City Chief. Uh, you don't think of him as an Atlanta Falcon, and and and, and you know his his uh, his prime was spent here, you know, uh, and, and and we drafted him, and and he was a special tight end. There's, there's no doubt about it, and. Uh, um, he kind of sets a precedent for a current tight end, I think, you know? Yeah, I yeah. wasn't a big fan of him leaving, but I, it's nothing I'm going to hate on forever. I didn't, you know, I'm stuck here. You get to leave, <clears throat> you know, must be nice, <laughs> but <laughs> it's nothing I'm going to hate on him for in the future. You know, I always said he'd be in the Chiefs Hall of Fame. He'll be in the regular Hall of Fame and, you know, he'll be one of the greats of all time in Chiefs history and as he should be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. You know, I, I even got some, you know, pictures hanging up down in my basement of, you know, Tony Gonzalez dunking the football. So I'm excited about it. I think that it's about time. Um, you know, I kind of wonder if they're, you know, I, I wish they would have retired that jersey a little sooner. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't like watching Ross Travis, you know, just puke all over number 88. But, you know, it's... It's done. I'm definitely happy about it. I'm, I'll be interested to, you know, see what they got up at Arrowhead whenever that's all said and done. But let's get into the major topics. Uh, this past week, um, the Chiefs decided they were going to retain defensive coordinator Bob Sutton, and that's been pretty much the huge talk around Kansas City. A lot of fans are pissed off about it. A lot of fans are defending it. Um, you know, you can pick your side. You can find both sides on Twitter or wherever you guys talk about your your Chiefs football. But um, the main thing that really got me going, obviously, I think that, you know, I think we've pretty much made it clear that we all three think that this was the time for Bob Sutton to go. Um, You know, this last season was pretty, pretty miserable. And I get the fact that his defense has carried this team the last few years, but I don't know. I don't. I don't see Bob Sutton being anything more than maybe average, a defensive coordinator. I don't think anything, anything special, anything that's gonna um, make a real difference in this team. I think that it was the talent that you know really made this defense the last few years, and we don't have as much of that talent anymore. And then you have some of the injuries and stuff like that. But. Um, Andy Reid was asked about it earlier this week, and here's his response. Um, I would tell you this. I know everybody has a 
All right, so what are your guys' thoughts as you listen to that take from Andy Reid? I mean, I appreciate the insult slap in my face. <laughs> I mean, oh, well, I I do what's, what I think is right. And, I mean, <laughs> clearly I was right because, I mean, we won the Super Bowl with that. Oh, wait, we didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, but, but he had a really great year with career numbers. And, you know, we lost two more games than last year and didn't make it past the first round. Anyway, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Chris? This team's just so far away from the fan base. It's not even funny. I'm I'm beside myself. <laughs> I, you, you know, I, I think uh, we all called for his head in the in the middle of the season. Um, the defense was even a problem during the, you know during our our five and zero stretch at the beginning of the season. The defense was still was still uh, a problem and, and, and a thorn in the uh, in the hind end of 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 what was going on with the chiefs, even when they were winning, um, you know, it, it, they, the defense somewhat came around. Um, but it just, I can't get over, I can't get over the same old, same old attitude that not only there is no Andy Reed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Andy Reed and, and even Hunt, and now fans and writers alike. Now that the season's over, it, it seems like it, the, what bothers me is the people who are on board with this. Um, people are scared to change. And as each year goes by, people are more and more scared of change. They're scared of... <sighs> I just released an article, um, you know, asking the question, are fans okay with the Chiefs' mediocrity? And it's as serious a question as I've asked since I've become a writer. Because it it, it appears so. Um, there was a point in this season that... I would say that the number would be around 90% of fans were okay with Alex Smith leaving. They were okay. I don't think that number is anywhere close to 90% now. There were, I'd say those numbers are even better for Bob Sutton at one point. And I know that the majority of fans are still upset, still upset that this is going to happen. It, uh, you know, I don't think it's good for season ticket sales. I don't think it's good for for uh, the aura that the Chiefs are presenting. Um, it's just more of the same. Um, Sutton's defense was a, a problem, and, and I, I don't know how you can argue that. Um, yeah, there were times that uh, that that the defense did what they were supposed to do and the offense didn't. 
uh, what I think six games we held opponents under 20 points and, uh, and, and we lost half of them over half of them. I don't know. I wrote the article yesterday and I don't remember a damn thing that I said, but there was t- it, I think there was 10 games that we held our opponents under 20. If I remember right. Ten um, games and six of them, I think we lost or, or uh, I don't remember the numbers. I don't know. I, I know, I know that anyway. three of the losses, we kept them under 20 points. Okay. Oh, that sounds right. Yeah, there's lots of numbers. Anyway, uh, just just read the article. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. We know. No, I, I think that, I think the thing that makes me mad, and um, you know, I, I agree. Everyone has gotten really okay with mediocrity. Um, I I posted a tweet about this earlier, probably Wednesday or Thursday. And a lot of people misinterpreted it, of course. And then a lot of people just really took it offensive. And, um, you know, my phone was blowing up for quite a while. But basically what I was saying in the tweet was that everybody is afraid to become the Cleveland Browns. Everyone, You know, basically no one wants to have any kind of change to the organization. They want to make the playoffs every year, and that's all they care about. And, you know, Britt and I argued with a lot of people in that discussion, and a lot of them admitted that they would rather go, you know, and make the playoffs almost every year, even if that meant that they were not going to get a single Super Bowl. They would rather that than, you know, basically have a bunch of crappy seasons, but somewhere in that decade you get a Super Bowl. Okay, that that is literally... The definition of settling. You're you're literally saying that you are okay with not winning a Super Bowl. As as long as you compete. That's all you care about. Well, then why are you getting mad about losing in the first round? I mean, in your case, we got to where you expected. Where you wanted. So why are you, you know, throwing up all these hateful tweets on Twitter... You know, about all these players that suck and complaining about it when you literally just got done telling me that you're okay as long as we compete. I'm sorry. We literally are or have the same success in the postseason as the Cleveland Browns since the merger. Each team has four wins in the playoffs since the merger of the NFL. And... The Chiefs have played three more games than the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs. I don't know about you guys, but once I realized that, I felt like crap. That's disgusting. And you, you look at this situation with Bob Sutton, and what it reminds me of is it reminds me, and I'm sure you've probably read this or heard it somewhere, it reminds me of Andy Reid in Philadelphia. And one of the reasons that... Andy Reid got let go and everything went downhill in Philadelphia for Andy Reid was because he started making personal decisions instead of what was best for the team. This is one of those situations. You can get better than Bob Sutton and don't give me this, oh, well, then who would you bring in? You're not going to, you're not really going to sit here and tell me there's not somebody on the market that could do better than what we saw this last season. Okay, you want to make this excuse that, well, Eric Berry got hurt, so, you know, that he's a big piece. Yeah, he really is. 
I get that. Let's also go look at the Philadelphia Eagles. They lost their their uh, play caller, one of their you know star linebackers. They lost a few people on that defense. Shoot, I remember when we were playing them, they lost like two or three of their secondary. You know they they had they have Nick Foles leading the way to the Super Bowl. They're not making excuses with injuries. Okay, this defense was terrible, and this whole. Andy Reid wanted to say, well, it turned out okay. No, it did not. Look, let's clear one thing up. I get that Alex Smith had a career year. He did well for the most part outside of, you know, whatever you want to call the the slump period. You know, I got yelled at for calling it a slump. Apparently that was being too nice. But whatever you want to call it, he had bad games. Yes, but <coughs> through for over 4,000 yards. 26 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's a good year. That's also regular season. So basically you're telling me that, you know, with Andy Reid's comments that you're okay because we made it to the playoffs. You know, as long as we look good in the regular season, um, you know, to me, it's, you're telling me that you're not, you're not upset that you haven't made it past the first round, but one time since you've been here. You're telling me that, you know, I, I see no fire in you. You know, I saw an article about Matt Nagy talking about how, you know, the fire of Andy Reid really wanting to get back to the Super Bowl after that loss. What fire? Because no one in Kansas City is seeing it. You know, I, I can't imagine him being completely different than what we see from him on the sidelines, at camp, at practice, you know. I see no kind of emotion from Andy Reid. And, you know, we, we see... I took it as slap in the face like, like what Britt said. You're telling me you were okay with losing in the wild card round. You know, last year you made it to the divisional round because you had a bye week. This year you lost in the wild card round, so you made it... Didn't even make it as far as you did last year. And you lost to a team that just fired their head coach for not making any progress. Showing regression. When your team, in fact, showed regression this year. Especially on the defensive side of the ball. The defensive line. Look at Chris Jones. He didn't look good this year. He had three sacks against Philadelphia. And you didn't see him again until Oakland. The second time around. You know, when, after, whenever uh, Marcus Peters was suspended. That was the next time you saw Chris Jones. You know, there was no fire on the defensive line. You saw no no kind of creativity in blitz packages. Name drop. You saw no um, real effort from the secondary until that second Oakland game when Marcus Peters was suspended. It was terrible. You know, and I, I put out an article about, you know, what this defense needs to have success under Bob Sutton. Because it has. It has had success under Bob Sutton, but it's not nearly as talented. And we're seeing what happens with Bob Sutton if he doesn't have an extremely talented defense. It's not good. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing. The talent's not going to get better next year because, I mean... Okay, Barry will be back, but 
let's all be real. He's going to be back off an Achilles injury. He's not going to be a hundred percent the way he was the year before, right off the bat. I think he, he can get there by halfway through the season, end of the season or the next year, but he's not going to be a hundred percent. Houston will still be there. Peters will still be there. Jones will still be there, but then you got a bunch of who knows after that. And what's he going to do when he gets a bunch of who knows? You know, Sutton has a defense that when he has the right pieces, it's a perfectly good defense. When he had a a healthy Ollie, a healthy Johnson, a healthy Houston, a healthy Peters, a healthy Barry, man, his defense could put some, could do some stuff. But quite frankly, who couldn't do some stuff with those guys? You know, he lost Eric Berry the week week one and kept the same defense all year long. Sorensen was in the box like he's Eric Berry the whole the whole year. I love Daniel Sorensen. Dude, you're nowhere near Eric Berry. You can't play him like he's Eric Berry. All right? That's like that's like Tyreek Hill going out and you just throw over Chris Conley over there and go, hey, go run a 4-1. We're going to run the same routes like you run a 4-1. Well, they're not going to work. That that's how the sport is. You have to adjust to what you have, and he's basically. I mean, it's no wonder why Andy likes him and why Andy wants to keep him because he is Andy Reid. Andy Reid's the exact same. <laughs> and so, if Andy has to fire him, then Andy's admitting, "Well, yeah, that way stupid." Oh wait, that's exactly how I do it. So, hey, I'm not surprised he stayed. And of course, even if he had been fired, which everybody wanted. Gibbs would have been our new defensive coordinator. He would not have hired anybody anybody wanted because he never has. He is so obsessed with hiring internally. In Philly, he made an offensive line coach the defensive coordinator. That's how insanely stupidly loyal he is. And so even if he left, they were just going to promote Gibbs, who was going to run probably almost the same defense. So it wasn't really a surprise. And at this point, all we can do is just hope that they draft well and sign some big free agents because, like we said, if Sutton doesn't have the talent, he can't he can't make the talent. He can't scheme the talent. That's what makes a good coach. A good coach gets the best out of what they got and makes them even better than what they should be because of he's, the way he schemes and everything. A good coach shouldn't have to rely, well, he lost Eric Perry. So what? then change something up so that Daniel Sorensen looks good instead of looks like garbage. You know, that it sucks. It's hard. But that's why you're an NFL coach and you get a million dollars a year. When I can see the same thing sitting at home writing articles and doing podcasts for free, there's a problem there. And to piggyback off what you guys said about the fans and enjoying mediocrity, I mean – they love it. But then again, we're not the only ones. Every fan base has it because everybody is scared of the Browns. And the dumbest thing I hear people say, and I can't stand it, you want to go back to being 2-14? and 14? That was one year. And we made the playoffs the next year. Let's not act like we was 15 years of 2-14 and 14 seasons. Well, they're going to argue that that next year was Andy Reid. Yeah, good. And if the new guy we hire after we fire Andy Reid in another year or two when the same crap happens, then if he sucks for three or four years, I'd personally hire another one and go for it. But after six, ten years, the problem with the Browns is they've never hired an Andy Reid. They always keep searching. 
I'm all for keep searching, but at some point, if you want to keep fans, you got to give them something. So at some point, there's a place for an Andy Reid. There's a place for an Alex Smith. Talked with a guy in Philly, Travis, me and you were tweeting with him. He wants Alex Smith in Philly, and I tried to talk to him. I said, well, what's your... Okay, that was the he, he said he'd trade. That's the same conversation I was in. Yeah, the Vikings. Well, he's a radio guy there. Yeah, and, he, uh, he's he's wanting Alex. He thinks that Alex Smith could help the Vikings hit the next step of the playoffs. Yeah, and I, I asked, I asked him. I said, "What would you trade for him?" He said, "A second round." And I said, "Okay, what done. would have to be a successful season for you to make it worth a second round pick?" And he said, "Super Bowl." He'd have to get to a Super Bowl. And I said, <laughs> "Okay, that's reasonable." then why do you want Alex Smith? Well, I mean, look at his numbers this year. And I'm like, yeah, go watch the game film. Well, it's see, very thing. He told to me he watched the game film. He <clears throat> told me that yeah. he watched watched all of the playoff games, and he started giving me a bunch of uh, playoff stats. And I told him, I was like, look, dude, I'm looking at the stats you're giving me. You have not watched the film. You may have watched the broadcast and been slightly paying attention. But if you go and watch the All-22, you're going to see all the passes he misses. You're going to see but, all the mistakes that he makes. And, and I didn't even say, go. you know, I said go watch every snap of this season. From day one to the end, watch every single snap. And you don't even have to watch All-22. We, we can see it perfectly well watching broadcast TV because we all do every week. Well, apparently they a lot of highlights people can't. Of it. So watch every snap. If at the end of the year... You've watched every single snap like I have, like you have, like Chris has, and you still think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, then by all means, you should definitely want to trade a second round pick, and I will sign that as quickly as possible. Because I don't think you're going to think that after you watch him play. Yes, his numbers are great. His numbers are outstanding. Guy on Twitter today said, deep ball king of the league. Just look at the numbers. I don't give a crap what the numbers say. If all you do is look at numbers, you're an idiot. They were saying that right after his deep pass. I guess he had a deep pass to uh, Landry today. It was like 49 yards, and everyone started. I know, I know that because my Twitter blew up, <clears throat> and within like five seconds after I'm, you know, I'm sitting here just quoting all these tweets and all this stuff, and just laughing at it. And next thing you know, he throws an interception in the in the end zone to Peterson. <laughs> and, you know, I, I watched the play that uh, the NFL account put up, and I'm just like, why would you make that throw? Uh, okay. Alex Smith. Okay. Now, you know, and yeah, it, he's, and it, he's great between the 20s, and it's not the second half of a playoff game, but in the red zone, no matter what half, no matter regular season, postseason, no matter what it is, he's never been good in the in the red zone. He never has. No, and it, and it's because his his trustworthiness with the ball and his the ability to not turn over the ball hurts him in those areas because those areas are the tight areas. Those are the ones where there isn't Tyreek Hill burning wide open eight yards downfield. That doesn't happen. There's windows. You have to have the faith in your abilities and the willingness to take a chance to throw in a tight window, and he won't do it. And there's He's so risk averse, he won't do it. And there's so even proof of that with your kicker. Your kicker was one shy of leading the NFL. And, and, he, and, and he missed the first three games. First four. Oh, yeah, four, yeah. Right? Four? Yeah. Shoot, that next time man was Santos, they made like 15 more field goals. 
Yeah, either way, he missed at least three games. So, you obviously have an issue when your kicker misses the first few games, and next thing you know, he's one shy of leading the league in field goals made. That shows wanna, you have a red zone problem. I want to hit on something real quick before I get before I chime in on Alex Smith. Um, you know, Britt, you mentioned something about about the new players and and, and the draft and the free agent that we're going to bring in that that Sutton can utilize. Uh, a, a concern for Chiefs fans should be, and we've mentioned this quite a bit on the show and in our writings, is the scheme that Sutton has. Uh, we all have a problem with the scheme. Um, how often have did we scream at our TVs when uh, Houston isn't rushing the quarterback and instead he's playing secondary? Um, to me, if you're a free agent defensive player worth your salt, playing for Bob Sutton may not be <laughs> what you want to do. Um, if you're, you know... You, you'll hear you'll hear random fans say, "Oh, we need to go get an awesome pass rusher," you know, to to te-. wait a minute, no, that because that doesn't fit the scheme. We've got an awesome pass rusher, and when he's allowed to do what he wants to do, he's pretty successful. But the problem is, and something that that was a little bit different this year than compared to to earlier seasons, is that now Houston's not rushing the quarterback. Houston is at his best when he rushes the quarterback. Um, so I think about the players that, you know, oh, I'm going to go to Kansas City and I'm going to play on that defense and I'm not going to be allowed to do what I'm good at doing. Um, it, it's just something, it's kind of a concern. You know, I don't, I don't, we may get overlooked by some of these guys, even no matter how much money we have in free agency. We may get overlooked a, a few times uh, just due to Sutton's scheme and how he utilizes certain players. Um, if Houston played on a different team, and even though you may be able to be picky with that team, Houston would probably have more sacks than he does now because he would be utilized, hopefully, in, in a better way. Uh, he would be utilized the way he needs to be utilized. Um, you know, it goes right, right back to the Sorensen and Barry thing. You cannot play Sorensen like Barry, like like you would play Barry, and and it and it's asinine to even to even think that somebody would do that. Now, going to Alex Smith, you guys, uh, I guess neither one of you guys watched the Pro Bowl. I did because I'm a loser. Um, it would be such a better game if it was flag football. Uh, it, it it's it's really a waste of time. It, uh, well, it, it's 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 no flag football would be fairly entertaining. This is a a bunch of guys. It, this is this is fairy football for sure. Um, but they spent about the first ten minutes all through the coin toss and everything talking about Alex Smith and how great he is and where do they think he's going to go? And they kept mentioning Jacksonville and Buffalo, Jacksonville and Buffalo, Jacksonville and Buffalo, and talking about, and then Hasselbeck got on there and said, said, I hope we don't see him playing for anybody for the Chiefs because of how great he is and everything else. I would love to hear what Jacksonville fans think about the possible addition of an Alex Smith. Um, Buffalo, I, could, I might be able to understand that a little bit. 
Um, but Jacksonville, I would love to hear the, the reaction from them as to to this uh, notion that that Alex Smith may be their next quarterback. I've also heard, you know, uh, plenty from different sources that uh, that um, offers on the table include second round picks uh, from from which teams I, I'm not certain, but uh, and, and that surprises me, and that and that means that I'm completely wrong. Um, I, I've I really feel like that that they're going to end up releasing him, or they're not going to get anything, but maybe a fourth. But uh, but I could be wrong. But and I hope it, we all are wrong on that. Oh yeah, and I do too. If you're a Chiefs fan, you want to, you know, I would love for for uh, for you know Dorsey and Cleveland to give, to give us a call and be like, hey, you can have a first rounder. You know, we'll take him. And, and that, I mean, that'd be great. It's not going to happen. But but I'd love for it to happen. It, I I'd be willing to be wrong every day for the rest of my life if if something like that happened. But uh, it it's interesting to see uh, people like ESPN come out and and just just they drove Alex Smith. Okay, they drove the fact that he had this great year and that he had more. Th- 30 yard completions and, and and all this than anybody else and everything else. And, and so everybody's forgotten the, the four years previous, obviously everybody's forgotten. Um, and it just goes back to, to, uh, to the fans and, and to, and to, I call it fickle, but we, every chiefs fan was excited when, when the chiefs traded up and got a quarterback. Almost every Chiefs fan was excited. Um, we got a quarterback of the future. And it, at times, I'm like, you do remember, when I'm talking to these people, I want, you do remember that Patrick Mahomes is 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 here. And it, Hasselbeck even said something about it, it, it uh, today, um, talking about, uh, you, know, you know, well, you're taking a chance at Mahomes being ready and everything else. If I was Patrick Mahomes, I would be ticked off. Because nobody's saying that about Deshaun Watson. Nobody's really even saying that about Mitchell Trubisky. And I think Patrick Mahomes is has shown me enough that he can be better than both. <laughs> uh, to say that he isn't ready, if he would have come out in the preseason and thrown five interceptions, if he would have come out against... Denver and thrown four interceptions and and looked like he didn't know what he was doing. I would understand that, but everything that we've seen from Patrick Mahomes says this guy can make things happen. Do you guys agree? Yeah, far I mean, as I, man, all we've seen so far. I, I, I mean, honestly I, think that the only place that he really could succeed is Jacksonville. Honestly, um, you know they took Blake Bortles to the AFC Championship, and you know how they did it they limited severely how many times he can throw the ball. Yeah. You know, even in the playoffs, they're constantly running the football, something that the Chiefs cannot comprehend for whatever reason. But they know that they have an issue at quarterback, and they adapt. They they figure something out because they made it further than the Chiefs did. I mean, here's here's the only problem Jacksonville would run into that I could see is they do the same thing that the Ravens did the year they got Gerback, where they went from a quarterback, did really good with a quarterback who listen, he's not great. Everybody knows he's not great, but he was good enough to get you that far. 
That's better than anybody can say about Alex Smith, but he got you that far. But now they go get this shiny new toy that everybody in Jacksonville, who I assume, if you want Alex Smith, it's only because of this year. You you paid no attention to any other year. You just look and see his stats and went, wow, yeah, I'll take that guy. So they're going to throw more. They're going to say, hey, man, we got this deep threat guy now. He can throw 4,000 yards, <laughs> all this great stuff, and they're going to throw just like the Ravens did with, Ger- with Gerback and screw the whole season up. Honestly, the only – I mean, I don't – I know some people are saying they're going to sign. He's going to get high picks for him and everything. He's not going – we're not trading him to Cleveland because Dorsey's not going to trade with us. I'm sorry. He may be like, eh, I'll give you a seventh. But otherwise, he's not going to trade with Kansas City. Why would he? We fired him for absolutely no reason. We're not trading him to Denver. Although if they said, I'll give you the best deal, I would do it because I'm not scared of Alex Smith. But we know the Chiefs won't. So there's two teams that he won't be traded to. And then is Alex Smith really the best on the market? I mean, wouldn't you rather trade for Nick Foles? The guy who went to a Super Bowl is only making $7 million next year? I would rather trade for seven million in a Super Bowl than seventeen million and a wild card loss. And then you got Cousins out there. You got Tyrod Taylor, who I'd probably say Smith is better than Taylor, but I would definitely ninety. You know, ninety. If Taylor's ninety percent of Smith, you can get him for no draft pick and I guarantee a smaller salary. Well, then that's that, worth it. I, I think mean, Smith is better than Taylor. I, I do want to see Taylor in a different offense and with some actual weapons. But I just, I just don't see the trade partners there. And, but then again, you know, you got the guys like the guy in Minnesota who seems to think, you know, the roses are happy because he had, you know, in his 13th season with Tyree kill, who's the fastest player in the league and gets, you know, this guy in Minnesota tried to tell me, well, we have two of the top 10 wide receivers, so it'll be awesome. Dude, you don't watch the games. You don't understand. The only reason he threw deep so many times was because Hill was literally college football wide open. Well, and you want to mention the the two top receivers. Both Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey were in the top ten in yards. Yeah. He has weapons. Yeah, and we have Kelsey, who's who's a perfectly good, you know, the best safety blanket in the league almost. And the number one rusher in the league. They have running backs I don't know. They have a really good defense, but it's not the best defense. I mean, they act like they have the Ravens over there. They don't. They have a good defense, which isn't going to be good enough with Alex Smith because he's going to do the same crap Case Keenum did this year. He'll get you so far, and then it's going to run out. Teams are going to say, you know what? We're going to make Alex Smith beat us, and he can't do it. He had... Seven or eight chances to come from behind a win this year with the ball, with a chance to win, and he lost every single one of them. Patrick Mahomes came off the bench and did it and won. When Bray threw up all over the field. You know, like, and I know it was against backups, but we had our backups, but either way, he did it. Smith couldn't do it. He's just well, that, not that guy. A lot of that game was against the starters of the Broncos. Yeah, the first, but I'm just talking about the the end of the game, the game winning drive, because right. that that's where Alex Smith, again, they know you're throwing, they're rushing you hard, so his stupid get scared of wide open pockets kicks in, his inability to throw into tight windows kicks in because there is no white college wide open when 
they know you have to get down the field to win. And in the playoffs, we saw him pee down his leg because stuff started to go bad and he panicked rather than just settle in and be like, okay, cool. You know, well, we only had four drives. I think we only had like 15 plays on offense. Well, you know why? Cause you went three and out those four times and didn't put together a nine minute drive just because you only have three or four possessions. Doesn't mean you can't score on those possessions. Even a field goal, you know, even a field goal help. You got a gifted field goal and you lost four yards. We yeah. had a 45-yard field goal, and all you did was run three plays that lost four yards. <laughs> you bring That's up who Alex really- Smith is. That's who Alex Smith is. For the Browns or some team like that that hasn't won, the Bills is another one who haven't been to the playoffs. They're just miserable. Just get us to the playoffs and we'll be happy. That's all we care about, man. We'll worry about the Super Bowl in a few years. But right now, we just want to be relevant and care again. Alex Smith is perfect. The Browns should go get him. The Bills should go get him. For anybody else like the Jaguars who or the Vikings who actually have Super Bowl aspirations, you shouldn't want to be anywhere near him because he's only going to get you so far. And we, we may, I agree with you. We may end up eating our words, but uh, I don't think so. Um, you know, you, you brought up something. Make Alex Smith beat you. Um, there's something that if you want to compare and I do and I'm getting ready to if you want to compare Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes there are defenders in the league right now who are wowed with what Patrick Mahomes can do and they say things about Patrick Mahomes that they don't say about any other quarterback in the league there are are not defensive players out there that say, man, Alex Smith, he's a sneaky, he's a sneaky cat. Alex Smith is, uh, you, you know, you got to really watch out for this guy. It just doesn't, it just doesn't exist. I mean, I, I'm still, I'm beside myself. I'm still bu- beside myself. I couldn't find my words when I was talking about Sutton. It's hard for me to find my words when I'm talking about Smith and, 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 and other teams that, that, are willing to sell the farm to get this guy. Uh, you, you mentioned, you know, <clears throat> he's a deep threat. <laughs> it, how can you not laugh when you say that? It's Alex Smith. Yes, I get it. His numbers were good throwing deep. And finally, he threw deep. But uh, but this guy isn't, he's not Drew Brees, you know. he He's not... Uh, He's not this this cat that can just throw constantly 40 yards downfield. And he has a, a ceiling, a fairly low ceiling, about how far he can throw it downfield. Um, accurately, anyway. And uh, I don't know if you guys seen the skills thing, but uh, he's not nearly an accurate uh, passer is what people think, if you want to go by that. But it, it's... Alex Smith is is Alex Smith. I mean, I, I I appreciate what he's done. Listen, I'm a I'm a Chiefs fan uh, first and foremost. Before I'm anything else, I appreciate what Alex Smith did. I did wasn't real excited when we when we when we got him um, because I wasn't real excited for what he had done in San Francisco. And his last season in San Francisco was really good before he got hurt. I mean, he 
he he did some pretty good things. But uh, Kaepernick I, was sitting on the bench. Yeah, it's a good point. America's but favorite I, player. He's he's done he's done what he's done what he's done, and and and, and he's he can't do any more for the Kansas City Chiefs. And to think that uh, he's uh, the uh, the next uh, great white hope for for the next team, I I, I think it's uh, you know that'd be something to follow. If Jacksonville signs him, I will be paying very close attention to the Jacksonville Jaguars media um, week in and week out in 2018. <laughs> and uh, and and I just have a feeling that by the end of the season, I'll be sitting back with a mai tai and. Uh, and and a smile on my face because this this is it, man. This is Alex Smith. This is Alex Smith and Andy Reid's Kansas City Chiefs and Bob Sutton's Kansas City Chiefs. Next year, there is a wild card in Mahomes. Things may change, but Mahomes is going to be battling this this lackadaisical defense um, and and Andy Reid play calling, which there is no. You know, for at least a season, Andy Reid's going to be calling every single play, every single game, and uh, and I hope he changes it. I, I mean, I I anticipate him changing it because Mahomes is such a different quarterback than Alex Smith. Um, the uh, the offense has to change, it has to adapt, and and when I say that, uh, well, Andy Reid doesn't adapt, and Andy Reid doesn't change, and but. <clears throat> You know, good luck to Alex Smith and good luck to whoever gets him. Um, we, you know, you guys hit on this a couple weeks ago. Alex Smith would be perfect for the Cleveland Browns. Even though that isn't going to happen, he's perfect for a team like that. Uh, if Cleveland's tired of winning one game, zero games, two games for over the course of a decade, then Alex Smith can help them out. Alex Smith will win win games. With, with the Cleveland Browns. Um, he's not going to be that next guy, but you, you may get a televised event, you know, from time to time with Alex Smith at, at, as quarterback because you guys, the, the Browns may compete. He can make them, uh, he, can, he can win some games for Cleveland. He's, you know, I'll say he's a winner. He's not a championship player. Uh, Jacksonville won't get as far as they got. If the only thing that changes is no Blake Bortles and add Alex Smith, Jacksonville will not make it to the AFC Conference Championship game. There's no way. There's no way. It's just not going to happen because he's had better teams at Kansas City and has failed to do so. He's failed to do so. Yes, he's come across some bad luck. He's come across some bad plays, some bad bad referee calls, and everything else. And you know what? All of that stuff is part of the game part of the game i i agree with you know what both of you guys said but really quick we got about 15 minutes left i want to go back and talk about what this defense needs to have this success you know the 2015 year was the only year that both the pass defense and run defense were in the top 10 in yards given up and it was the last year that of the three-year stretch that the defense was in the top five of points allowed. And there's a lot that needs to be done to get back there. And I think that a lot of people are what they were saying was such a talented defense, you know, during the season 
they're now changing their argument and you know the ones that want to keep Bob Sutton are basically putting all the blame on John Dorsey's you know footstep and I think that there's some that could be there um but I think overall when you look at that 2015 team you still had Tom Bahali who was playing at a at a good enough level at a level that Offensive lines had to game plan for him. And that's something that we haven't had the last two years is two good outside linebackers, edge rushers. And D Ford, we, we, we all have agreed many times on this show, should not even come back. If, if they can find a way to get out of that, they should. I think that if you send D Ford to a team that's going to run more three down linemen, sure. But a team that plays... Their edge rushers, like defensive ends, you need someone bigger and stronger. And, you know, who knows? That could be uh, Passigno. But, you know, we won't know that until camp, preseason, or regular season. But they need to find another outside linebacker. Um, Another thing was you had DJ still pretty much in his prime, you know, or just shy of it. He was still playing at a very high level. And... We didn't have that this year. Now, that's going to shift into Raglan, you know, on that linebacker piece that Sutton wants to revolve around. But they do need to find something there uh, if it's not KPL. Uh, they need another shutdown corner. Now, it doesn't have to be Aqib Talib. But the last time that they were in the top 10, they had Sean Smith. Now, I know what's happened to Sean Smith out in Oakland. But. They had better, they had more safeties. You still had uh, Abdullah instead of Sorensen. You had Sean Smith, who I will take over everybody they put at that right cornerback position. They need to go find someone there. And, you know, I put an article out about the cornerbacks that could hit free agency. I've also put out a big article about what they need. And you guys can go and find that over on Arrowhead Addict on, you know, what they need to do to get back there. But I want to know your guys' opinions on what needs to be done. Because from my point of view, they need to spend a ton of this money that they're going to free up this offseason. They need defensive line help. They need an outside linebacker, a really good corner. I think they, they need to just be throwing money at the cornerback position. Because if you get that that second cornerback position taken care of, man, it will turn this defense around a lot more than any other position, in my opinion. Well, I think for sure, I mean, all the money, most of the money's got to be on defense. I mean, the offense, you're not losing anybody at all. I mean, the offensive line's all there. Hill, Kelsey, Hunt, Conley. I think Wilson's the only, or yeah, Wilson's the only one that's out there, and they may re-sign him. Who knows? But yeah, you, I mean, get you a couple new linemen for backups, maybe upgrade one spot or something. But otherwise, it's all defense. And with Bob Sutton coming back, the first thing they got to look at to me is the front four, or three, whatever, because Bob Sutton hates blitzing. He blitzes less than any other defense defensive coordinator in the league, like for the last. 10 years he he just doesn't like to blitz which means for his defense to be successful the front f- three or four guys have got to put pressure on the quarterback if they don't 
they're just going to sit back there all day like they did this year and not do anything. So they need to get a stud nose tackle would be my number one thing. Get me the next Haloti Nada or Poe, or not Poe. Poe is okay, but I need somebody better than that. Haloti Nada type guy back in his prime that just Poe dominates the front. Fearful. Before and the then, back issues. Yeah, once the back issues came, he was done. And then I like Jones, but then I need another grinder on the other side who can just eat up a couple blocks. That's what I need for my front three. And then Houston's got to rush every time. Or the guy on the other side, but it should be Houston rushing every time. And then that's going to be where your pass rush has to come from. If they sure that up to what Sutton likes, to where he can get consistent pressure from those front guys, then that's going to free up the rest of the defense the way he likes it, where Barry can run around and do whatever Barry wants, where the guys don't have to cover for five, six, seven seconds. You know, they're going to be two, three seconds. Bow, ball's going to have to be out. I'm like you, though. I do want a good corner to go opposite Peters. People that want to get a keep to leave are freaking psychotically insane because I like Jermaine that's Johnson. just that's just what I want on the other side of Marcus Peters is a keep to leave the guy who gets him fist fights and punt and rips guys necklaces off. <laughs> that's a great other person to put on the team with Peters. There's a ton of good corners out there. It's actually a really good year to need a free agent corner. So take Smith money, put it to the other side, get your corner. That shores up your D-line. Linebackers, I think you got Ragland. I think they're going to bring KPL back. You need somebody other than Ford. I'm th- I'm hoping TK just flows right in there and then get rid of Ford somehow, way, shape, or form. You got Houston still. Safeties, I don't know what they're – you're going to have to get one or two, but I don't think those are going to have to be starter guys. You pay a bunch of money. But So, I mean, I'm looking at all my money first off the front, front line – rushers and then i'm going corner after that and we're gonna have 40 50 million dollars we don't have to go sign the three million dollar diamond in the rough we can afford to go get the big guy and with sutton coming back with andy call in place that's what they need they're gonna have to have a top five defense now luckily since smith's gonna be gone Hopefully, I was like 99% sure on that before Andy's stupid comments. Now it's like 75% sure. But if he's gone, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to have the number one defense in the league to win. I don't think Patrick Mahomes' record when the defense gives up 24 points or more is going to be 4-75 and or whatever Smith's ungodly record is when that happens. So I can live with a top five, maybe even top ten defense if you're consistent with it. Don't give me eight points against the Giants and then 40 against the Jets the next week. You can't do that. Give me consistency, 18 to 24 points every week. I'm happy with that. One or two blowups here and there, fine. Every defense is going to run into a Patriots or a Steelers that puts up 35 on them. But you just need to be consistent so then the offense can get back to work and put up points. you got to be able to get off the field. You can't have 10-minute drives. And like I said, I'm thinking with Sutton coming back, as much as we all hate it, it's what we got to live with, so make it work. I think the front is where it needs to be the most important to me because he hates blitzing. If you like blitzing, you can get around it, but as much as he hates that, 
you got to have your front four have to get there. Well, I don't want to walk all over you, Britt. I mean, that's that's pretty uh, pretty much exact same thing. I I would have said, uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of money, and by the start of preseason, I hope we don't have a lot of money. I hope <laughs> I sure hope we spend it. Uh, we need. Uh, I think we need. I definitely think we need one big name free agent for the. For each position, you know, the secondary, we need to add a big name. I agree to leave is not the guy. Um, we need to add a big name linebacker and we need help on the defensive line more than just one guy. I do agree with you there, but we do need help on the defensive line. Um, there's <clears throat> that's where all, all the help has to go. Uh, the defense is a problem and, and, uh, you know, it's. I think that Bob Sutton is the scapegoat now. Um, Andy Reid. Uh, people will will soon forget that Andy Reid was the one who decided to bring him back. <laughs> if it, but uh, uh, Bob Sutton's going to get it all. It's all going to go on Bob Sutton, and. Uh, there's no reason. There's no reason for the Chiefs to miss out on on these big names. They need to be active. They need to be active quickly in free agency. As soon as it starts, they need to start. They need to start signing players. Um, it's uh, it's it's got to happen. And if it doesn't, then you're absolutely right. We're going to see more of the same. It's going to be more inconsistent, inconsistent defenses and. Uh, Mahomes may be able to do a little bit better getting getting uh, getting around some of that in, inconsistency, um, but uh, it you know it's all up to uh, to Sutton and Reed, and that's a scary uh, scary thing to say. Yeah, I've I've looked at you know what's in free agency, and I have not gotten to the linebacker position with an article at least, but there's no real big name hire at that position for an edge rusher. Um, there, there's a couple, like, average guys or maybe even guys that haven't really proved themselves. Um, you know, probably my favorite guy would probably be, like, maybe Shaq Barrett for uh, Denver. But most of the guys are either backups where they are currently at or they're pretty aged you know, in, in their 30s already. And I think that the Chiefs are going to have to figure out something either in the draft, which with a high second-round pick as your first pick, you're not going to find, you know, the next Tom Bahali. Now, you may as well, but that's not very, you know, it's a rare thing. And, you know, you you have to find something, though, whether that be developing to know Passanio Maybe. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, uh, you know, where he's going to be come training camp time. But I do think that they still need to find someone. You know, you got, you got Ollie out the door. You know, you we don't know. You don't want Frank Zombo starting over there again all season. So, um, you know, and D Ford, like I said, I really hope they get rid of him. I, I don't think that, what, $8.7 million 
is worth it. I, I don't. I, I think that they need to find a way to get rid of him. And even if, um, even if you have D Ford over there, even if you can't find anyone to replace that spot, I think he needs to go. There's no reason to pay $8.7 million to a guy that is very inconsistent and can rarely get there. Even before he got hurt this year, he was very meh. You know, he was nothing to brag about. So they need to find something over there. And, you know, with four years being here, he needs to go. He hasn't improved. We can talk about 2016 all you guys want. But on his side, even with Justin Houston on the other side, taking most of the attention along with Chris Jones, he still can't get to the quarterback. So I think he has to go. I think they need to find something there. Um, but I agree with all those positions, but we got to wrap it up. Um, we are going to have another episode at some point this week for you guys, since, you know, we didn't have one last week. We'll have some more topics later on. So let us know what you guys think and we will talk to you guys next time. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blitz Package over on Arrowhead Addict and Blog Talk Radio. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to see the content that your hosts put out there, you can find myself at Stefan NFL, or you can find my content on Arrowhead Addict. Just search for Travis Stefan. If you want to hear more from Britt Zank, then you can find him at bzank17 on Twitter, and he also is an Arrowhead Addict contributor. If you want to find more on Chris Taylor, make sure you find him on Twitter at ctaylor1911, or you can find his stuff over at kckingdom.com. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Affordable private Christian university is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.